Hi, everyone. It's Meg. Hi, Libby's here. How are you? Doing well. How are you, Meg? Good, good. Are you recovering from vacation? Yes, I think we're recovered. (laughs) Yeah, we got back on Friday. So yeah, I think we're all rested. And now we're back in the groove of weekly swim lessons and all sorts of stuff. That's awesome. Did you guys have so much fun? It looked like you did. Yeah, it was really amazing. It was great. It was our first big family trip we've taken. My parents went with us. So it's the first trip we've taken since Dan passed. So um, yeah, it was definitely necessary. um, And it was just really fun. We had just a wonderful time. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. I loved your pictures. It made, even though I was just in Disney World, I was like, oh, I want to go there so bad. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And we were able to head over to Universal Studios as well in Hollywood and um, catch the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. How was that? Pretty important. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. We loved it. I haven't been to Universal in about 16 years. Oh, it was amazing. I'm hoping to go. I'm thinking maybe, <laughs> maybe planning a slide trip with one of the older kids in the next couple of months. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely worth it. We had a great time. And there's a lot more um, characters there than at Disney. A lot more people in costume and interacting with people. And uh, they were a lot more readily available than they were at Disney. Really? So it, yeah. So it was really fun. Like we, yeah, we saw a lot of, of, characters so that was fun for the kids oh that's pretty cool yeah I definitely I was just talking to my kids and two of them are like mom we've never even been to Universal what are you talking about and I I forgot I guess the days that we were in Disney and went to Universal we left them at Disney with my mom and just took like my stepdaughters over yeah no it's definitely worth it they would they would enjoy it Okay, I'm going to add that to the list. We'll see the bottom. <laughs> the never ending list. Yeah, never yeah. Ending. Things keep getting, like, put in front of, like, everything just keeps getting, like, bumped down a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, let me pay this off first. Let me... Oh, I know. And we're heading into, like, slow banquet season. Like, the next three weeks is very slow for banquets. I was just texting with my boss. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not working a double. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) There's only one party. Yeah. Yes. Very definitely. So I Uh, leave for Alabama on Friday. Okay. And I'm having some feelings on this. I'm already missing Connor enough that I just sat to watch Insidious with him and Kendall and that's just I had no really did not want to watch it but I didn't have the heart to say no mm-hmm. but um I I know I had mentioned to you like it almost feels like a kind of grief and I don't know if like grief is the word but it, it's almost like so Connor will leave this weekend and okay. Steve and I will fly home Tuesday And then on the 25th, Emma leaves. And this is her freshman year. Right, right. And where's she at? She's going to be at Holy Family, which is about 25 minutes from home. So 
but it's in Philadelphia. I mean, it's in yeah. Northeast Philadelphia. It's not in like, you know, the heart of the city. But I mean, yeah. anybody that watches the news knows that Philadelphia is not a very nice place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has some pretty buildings, but um, it just, it makes me nervous. I worry about her with her diabetes and and the whole being off on her own thing. And just the oh, thought sure. of not having either one of them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a grief. I think it is a grief. Yeah, that I think that whole idea when they talk about like empty nest or, you know, even though you still have your younger kids, but just the idea of, you know, when your kids start to grow up and do things, you know, it becomes you're losing a part of what they were when they were younger and what your family was when they were younger. So I definitely think it ties into a grief. It is. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. And then that constant, 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 constant worry of something Mm -hmm. tragic happening. Mm-hmm. Like the scenarios that I come up with my in my head are so far fetched, and then I'm like, you know what? The most far fetched thing in the world happened to me. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe it's not that far fetched. Yeah, yeah, and they do happen. Unfortunately, all you gotta do is turn on the news, and there's some sort of tragedy. I'm so glad that I don't have live TV anymore. Yeah, me too. Um, Someone just said something to me yesterday and I said, oh, like, I don't watch TV. I'm like, so like, I don't, I said, I watch Hawaii Five-O on a constant repeat loop in the background Mm -hmm. and I'll watch the challenge on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I don't watch any news stations. I have no idea what's going on in the world. I don't know who's at war. I'm like, and I just, I need to be like that for a while. Yeah, sometimes I just need to shut off. And I don't, you know, my my folks still are in the, you know, the age of got to check in with the morning news all the time. And, you know, if we're at the beach with them or, you know, we just came back from vacation with them, they'll want to watch something. And I'm like, can we turn it off around the kids? But like, let's just not have it on because there's nothing pleasant and there's no need ruining their day for something yeah. they, can, they can't control. Um, so... Yeah, so I always, it's just, yeah, it's just so tragic and heartbreaking and traumatic. And yeah, the world is not what it once was. That is for certain. No, and I, I'm hating it. I, yeah. And when people start to fill me in, I'm like, don't, don't like, there's no need. I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, you know what? I'm fine not knowing. I, mm-hmm. I already, like, come up with worst case scenarios every day. So, yeah. So one of the things that we had sort of briefly chatted about this week, I sent you that um, post. It came from Untangle Grief on Instagram. So for those of you who aren't familiar, it's it's pretty great. They have some great um, ideas and posts and quotations. And um, but this one came from Sarah Ryan, and it says, "The letter you wish they'd left, um, and they being the person that you lost." So I know I said it rang true to me, um, but I'll just read it and then we can chat about it. So okay. it says, you, uh, you must be angry. It's only natural. What I've done changes so many things for you. I will not try to stop you from being angry. In fact, let me have it. Place it in my hands as they rest on my chest. I want to take every bit of it with me and it off of you. Please do not be angry with yourself. You only have so much power. You weren't meant to have it here. Let all the blame and questioning and anger fly away with me. Don't let your heart be burdened with anything, but getting used to emptier spaces around you. Eventually, I hope the weight you feel in your chest is only me curled up in your heart. 
I promise I'm safer there than I ever was here. I love you. So just sort of, and I know you have talked about, you know, anger and frustration. And, um, and I, I think that's something a lot of grievers hold on to is being angry that things happened or angry, you know, for people with addictions, people are angry at the addiction, right? Um, mm. and, and, you know, for me, I kept trying to tell my family in the midst of Dan's last few weeks, like, you cannot be angry at each other. You have to be angry at cancer. Like, no mm -hmm. one has done this. Um, but I think it's just a good reminder for grievers that you can't be angry at yourself uh, or anyone else when these sorts of things happen. You have to be angry at the circumstance. Um, and I think that's a hard thing to do and to recognize. Definitely. I, we know that I'm full of misplaced anger at, at mm -hmm. every, and, and I, I try to process it. I really do. But I, I feel myself even still get angry at my brother just for dying. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the mom said the other day, but it made me think like, you know what? Like, I don't, have anyone to talk I mean I have my husband but you know what I mean like to talk to about that like that's your parent and like he left all of mm -hmm. that for me to worry about her right right and I think one of the things that this letter allows for us to be angry um, but to give it up to something else, right? Instead of trying to hold on to it, to let it out. And, you know, as it says, let me have it, place it in my hands. So this, this whole idea of it's okay to be angry at that person or, you know, whatever you need to do to help yourself be able to continue to heal and to process. So I just appreciated that about this, that let all the blame, questioning, and anger fly away with me. So give it up to them. Give it up. It's okay to be angry because it is natural. Um, I'm hoping that maybe I can try that and move on a little bit because I yeah. feel like I've been very, very stuck and... And I don't know if it's just like a funk the last two weeks, but I feel like completely stuck in like, which then like carries on to every other aspect of my life as far as cleaning out things go. Like, I feel like I'm just stuck mm -hmm. there or cleaning up and catching up with my laundry. I'm like, I feel like it's, it's encroaching on every part of my life, my mm -hmm. angry little grumpy self. And that's not fair to anyone at all here. Like, I feel terrible because I, yeah, not that I feel unavailable. I mean, I know that like I, I do what I need to do, but I, I was never like a put off person. And now, I mean, I have a bunch of dentist appointments to make. I just have a bunch of things to do that I've been like putting off. And for no other reason that I just like sit and like stare blankly at, a tv or i'll listen to a crime podcast or and but i'm not even paying attention like i and i don't even know like where my mind is carrying off to it's like i'm just blanking 
Yeah. I need to get away from that. But I think, I mean, I think all of that is natural. I don't think that's anything that's unusual. You know, as they talk about grief comes in waves, right? Like you'll be really, you know, heavily burdened with it, you know, at its highest peak and then things sort of start to tumble downward and, and plateau out a little bit. And then that big hill comes again and we have to, you know, climb up it and get to the top and, I think that's really true and the waves that it comes in it's just sometimes they can be overwhelming yeah this one is I need this one to go away (laughs) I'm I'm ready well try giving it up to aunt and you know just saying I need to give this to you and I need to be angry right now um but you know I I think that the blame and questioning can you can throw it off on on him and let him help you sort of deal with it and manage it. Maybe I will. I, I was I found a penny at work the other day and it was funny. Our air conditioner was broken and in our banquet room it was so hot. We had two window units and it it was still warm in there, but we had to keep those doors shut so our bar area was like hundred and twenty five degrees. Like it was, and the kitchen had to be like 150. I don't even know how the guys down there were doing it, but I was just like, so everyone there is just angry and mad and like sweating. Like my sweat was dripping into my contacts and I couldn't see, like, it just was a hot mess. And some girl, this is, I guess maybe a little bit of my displaced anger. She's maybe like 18 or 19. I'm not usually at this location. I'm normally at our other location, but all the banquet mm-hmm. staff quit at this location. So I've been going up there to fill in. And I had already told the one server I would get them ice, which isn't my job, but she mm-hmm. asked me to get her ice. And I said, yeah, I'll get it when I'm done doing this. So I was filling up a cup and this girl comes and she gets like within three inches of my face. And she was like, you know, you shouldn't be using our ice. And she starts giving me crap. And I was like, you can back up right now. And I just started, like, losing my mind off her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Addie was there. And I could tell Addie was like, oh, my God, what is happening? But I was like, I already said I would get your ice. So shut your mouth. Back up a little bit. And the girl's like, you know, you shouldn't even be using this. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, it's the only ice machine in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I just definitely, I think between finding the penny and feeling sad and being like 150 degrees, I just was not equipped to deal with the, I I feel like it's, um, it's almost being like run down from having like a really bad cold or a flu. Like, I feel like the grief mm-hmm. is making me run down to the point that I'm not equipped to deal with silly little situations like that, where mm-hmm. I should have just told her to be quiet and walked away from it. Instead, like I ended up telling my boss, I was like, Jared, if you don't tell her to walk away right now, I'm going to punch her in the face. And he's like, all right, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what am I thinking? And he's like, mom, you can't say that. I was like, well, I just did. So <laughs> oh, and I'm sure heat does not help. You know, it, it, everybody's everybody's grouching the heat, no matter what. Oh, it was everybody was so so miserable, and like, and I understand why. I mean, I was it was really hot upstairs too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I had, um, you know, I haven't had to kind of segue into another idea about grief. I haven't really had um, a dream about Dan in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's been quite a while, actually. Um, and I had one that it wasn't necessarily about him, but we were looking for him. Okay. Um, like we were all, I don't know, we were at a restaurant, I think some random restaurant or something. Um, and I don't remember everything about it, but I just remember, you know, we were all laughing because we were like, oh, he's late again. And, you know, we were just kind of searching for him. And it it wasn't that he was lost, just that he wasn't in the same area that we were. Um, and it was very lighthearted. It wasn't full of pain and anguish or anything like that. You know, we were just sort of laughing that, you know, typical Dan, we can't, you know, he's not keeping up with us or he's off on his own doing something, you know, kind of mm-hmm. beating to his own drum, doing his own thing, not where he's supposed to be with everybody else. So, um, and I woke up and I didn't feel sad. I just, I was like, man, I wish he would have been a part of the dream like that that made me sad, but it was, it kind of also made me laugh that it was like, where's Dan? Where'd he go this time? Where'd he wander off to? Cause that was, you know, he could not sit still. He, to save his life, he was always having to be busy and doing something. And if he had, you know, to maintain any sort of, you know, stay in one place or anything like that, it, forget it. He would be off wandering because he couldn't handle it. So it was just, it just kind of made me laugh, but um, I do wish that he would have been a part of the dream. That would have been something that I would have enjoyed even more, but I'll take what I can get, I suppose. Right. Yeah. I wish that I had dreams. I actually, so on, I guess this past week I've been watching movies with everyone and Addie had me watch a movie with her called purple heart. And mm-hmm. the girl, it's on Netflix. The girl has diabetes and she marries this Marine that is leaving to go to Afghanistan. They're only like 20 because she needs health insurance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, so that, that's already a giant worry for me. I think about that with yeah. Emma all the time as she gets older. So I'm like, Addie, why would you pick this movie? So <laughs> then I was like, oh, you've never watched Seal Magnolias. We should watch that. Okay, why did I forget that Seal Magnolia is horrendously sad? <laughs> no. and the, the, so I like I finished it with her today, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I guess I forgot how like tragic this ends and how sad it is. And last night, Connor and I watched Top Gun, and I'm like. I fell asleep right after Goose died. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep picking these like horrendous movies? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it goes I, with life, you know, those sorts of things happen, I guess. And you have to relive it. I started, and I don't know if it was last week or what, but we were talking about movies and I was naming all these 80s movies and my kids hadn't seen any of them. And I felt like a failure as a parent. <laughs> like how did you make it to this point in life and never see Top Gun like that doesn't mm-hmm. even sound right to me yeah and that's funny so I was like alright that's it everybody is watching and then I fell asleep so Connor's <laughs> like we should finish the rest of it I was like uh. I'm like alright maybe yeah yeah so um, if I guess I'm thinking along the lines of this letter, you know, the letter you wish they'd left. 
if you could think of a letter that aunt had left you what what would you wish it had in there um that's a good question i guess how I don't know. I think I wonder because I, I mean, I feel such guilt from telling him to stop taking his medicine. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe about that. Like, like it, it came from the best intentions, sure. telling him to stop taking it. And I, I mean, he went to a hospital to stop taking it. It's not like he just stopped taking no. it. Right. Right. So, um, I maybe that he wanted to do that and it wasn't just me forcing him to do it because you know I basically told him I wouldn't talk to him anymore if he didn't Mm -hmm. so that weighs so heavily on me Mm -hmm. well don't you think a part of him probably did want to or he wouldn't have taken that step I don't know that he would have taken that step I think it was something that we all felt like he needed to do. And Mm -hmm. my mom and my sister-in-law are like pushovers. Mm -hmm. So it it always, even when he was younger and like getting in trouble, it was always me that had to be like the heavy Mm because my dad had passed away and it was just me, Steve, and my mom. And, you know, my mom was a complete pushover and even Steve would Mm -hmm. let stuff fly where I'd be like, no, like absolutely not. So, I mean, I, I do have a couple letters that he wrote me after things like that happened, like thanking me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine that would be the same, that he'd be like, oh, you know, thank you. I took your advice and I die. <laughs> so probably not the mm-hmm. best advice. But I think and, there's probably other things that went into it, too, not just the medication. I hope so. I... Um, someone said something to me the other day about taking Benadryl every day and I don't know why in my head like I always I'm I'm still so curious how much Benadryl like I, I need to just pay the $700 and get the copy of his autopsy mm-hmm. because I'm like I wonder how much Benadryl was in his system And if, you know, he was just so drowsy from the Benadryl that after he had the seizure, he couldn't lift himself back up. Like I, because he'd had seizures before and, Mm -hmm. but I, I, like I, my thought process is he was so drowsy from the Benadryl and had the seizure and just fell forward. I'm like, that's the only thing that makes sense in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. So whenever I hear someone being like, oh, I take like so much Benadryl to go to sleep, I'm always like, oh, dear Lord, do not do that. Yeah, see, Benadryl doesn't make me drowsy at all. No, me neither. Yeah, so, you know, I don't, I don't know that it was that, that he couldn't wake up from it, you know. I would, just... I would guess there was, you know, it was probably part of the seizure disorder. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that have passed away from seizures disorders in their sleep. Um, you know what's funny now that you say that? I've never looked that up. Yeah. So there was the, uh, what's the name of the actor? He was in um, 
Yes. Oh, the the kids Disney kid. The Descendants. Yeah, yes. The Descendants. Yes. Yeah. That's how he died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a family friend's son also has a seizure disorder. And so they're, you know, she's like, every day we wake up, it's, you know, I'm just thankful he's still around. So, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's pretty common. And, you know, his seizure disorder perhaps was more prominent than anyone realized that could have been yeah. it as well too you know there's lots of explanations i think none of which the sole explanation would be stopping medication um but i'm not a doctor so <laughs> i know i, know. I, I feel uh, like we know better than the doctors though i feel like the the doctors even i was talking to a friend at emma's grad party who she's been a nurse forever and um she was friends with me way back like when he was getting in trouble and I took him to the hospital and it was the first time at, at that point he wasn't prescribed anxiety meds he was just taking them and uh that was he had had seizures then and so I guess I had never told her how he died and mm-hmm. I told her and she was just like devastated. And I said, I know I, I, I said, I, I guess when I finally did find out, like at that point it had been seven months. So it's not like you go around calling people like, Oh, Hey, this is what happened. Right. Right. You know, if you bump into someone and they ask you, you tell them, but, um, I felt like so bad because I could tell she was like so upset by it and, Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I said, I, you know, I'm like, you remember what it was like the first time. And she was like, I just can't believe the doctors just took him right off the medicine. I said, neither could I. But at the first time when all that was happening, he had signed papers, like a HIPAA release for me to be like his medical power of attorney and everything. And so I knew everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like that this time. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. he actually refused. I, I think in the beginning, he wouldn't sign papers for any of us. And then I guess he eventually signed them for my sister-in-law. Mm. Wow. But I just feel like there was so much, like, anger before the little bit of, like, good that I I go back to that anger. Like, I... I still have the last argument we had in my phone and I want to delete it, but I can't delete it because there's not a ton of messages after that. Right. And I should just, I don't have a lot of messages either. Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah. Cause I had just gotten a new phone right before he passed. And so I only had what, you know, the, last month or so which wasn't a lot because Dan had severe headaches so he wasn't on his phone very much he couldn't look at his phone the light hurt his eyes and yeah so I don't have much of anything if you had a letter what would you hope that you were said um gosh you know I think my letter would just be maybe probably releasing me from feeling obligated to include my sister-in-law and her kids all the time. That is such a a weird, that's why we've talked about this before. That balancing board is like, 
like I feel like it's very hard to walk. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I do too. Um, sometimes I feel it's one-sided and so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I understand completely. I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. So I know. I I, <laughs> uh, All these things know, are I, running through my head right now. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I wonder, you know, at what point do I extend an invitation and then just be okay with it not being responded to or um, yeah. So <laughs> I think, That's... you know, there's a point where we have to, to do our lives, right? We have to live our lives and we have to, to do what is best for us. And, you know, the same thing goes for friendships. I'm not just going to say it's just that scenario, right? I think it's friendships too. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know who said it, but there's a saying that goes, you know, everyone comes into our life at a certain time for a certain reason. And that doesn't mean we need that person forever. Yeah. So, um, and I see those friendships that I've had that have come and gone and not necessarily anything has happened. It's just life, right? Things, we move on, we move, we change jobs. Um, So things come and go. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy that person's company or whatnot, but it just means the time and effort that I need to put into it um, have shifted. I think, I think that's the best way. So I think just maybe his permission, you know, at what point can my time and effort shift? Maybe that's a better way to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what I, I would have liked to have had is, um, something to release me of obligation perhaps. So, I had a situation this past weekend. So when we did family pictures down the shore, Emma was all grumpy that she didn't like her outfit. Now, mind you, everything is built around what Emma wants to wear because she doesn't (laughs) like wearing dresses. She doesn't like certain things on her arms. And and I get that, like, you know, maybe she's, like, self-conscious and she's not. So I try to be very, like, what, like, I just try to make it go as smooth as possible. So... Turned out she was like, I told you I would just wear the dress the other girls were wearing. So I order that dress and I'm like, we'll redo family pictures at home. We have this park by our house. So my mom wanted a picture of all the grandkids. And I said, I can do an entire family photo session, including like the three adults and like my like five kids, like in a half hour, I can bang it out. Like one, two, three, my kids already know what stages we're going to take each pose at. And sure. So my mom asked my sister-in-law to go and she said no. And I get that Mm -hmm. it's hot and that she works. And, but I know that my mom was like disappointed because, you know, now Connor's leaving Thursday and he won't be back till Christmas. So by that time, like the babies will be so much bigger. And Mm I, I couldn't help but be like, okay, you couldn't just come out for 15 minutes for one picture. Like literally, it's not like you wouldn't have had help. You would have had seven people here to help you. Is she far away from where you were going? She lives two and a half minutes from me. Ah. So. But she just doesn't view things the same way I guess as I do I don't know mm-hmm. and you have it to your mom yeah yeah and I, I honestly feel most of the time she'd be more than happy if we just wouldn't bother her yeah 
I can see that. I mean, I, I in terms of my own situation as well. And I don't know yeah. if it's because it, it's a constant reminder or like they feel like they can't move on like if we're there. And I think maybe that's something that, you know, for for us, like we feel like it's o it's okay for her to move on. We don't want her to feel like she can't. That's sort of something my parents and I have talked about. Like it's okay. It's okay to move on to, you know, and to live your life in a way that works for you. And maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's something that she's struggling with. Yeah, I'm not sure what to, I just throw my hand. I like, I, I kind of, and then she had posted something on Instagram that I'm about, you know, your time and being valuable. I, I don't exactly remember quite what it was. I would, but I'm like, is that like a jab at the fact that, you know, my mom asked you to come do these pictures? Hmm. But that could be completely just my crazy probably, yeah. reading into it. Like, but I, I feel like that's how it used to be back, like, back way before, like, there would be like passive aggressive, like posts and because for a very long time, like, I wasn't even her social media friend because mm -hmm. of things like that and it just for me was better to not be friends and I know that it caused my brother grief and I feel bad mm -hmm. but um yeah it was not always uh, when he was alive it was not always the best relationship so I feel like it's 10 times harder now that he's not sure. here I sometimes feel I don't know maybe it's common for people with in-laws, you know, after loss of a life of the person who connected you to that person, maybe it is common, but sometimes I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because I don't want to overstep, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to ignore. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Know. All the time. I completely get that. And I just, uh, you know, as an adult and I decided that any friendships that were like that, I just were not worth my time. It's like, I just, I can't walk on eight shows all the time. I can't, you know, it was just too hard. Um, and so I sort of made a conscious decision, like not necessarily to drop those people, but, you know, not to try and put myself out there so much. But in this situation, I sort of feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to take too much care. Maybe I just need to stop being a caretaker and just let it be. I'm not sure what the right answer. I don't know that there's a right answer to that. <laughs> and yeah, it's, and I get what you're saying with friends too. I have a friend too that I feel like I put so much more in than they do, and I feel like they wouldn't even notice if I didn't call them or mm -hmm. didn't talk to them. And I was just thinking this morning, like, so. And here's like another thing that causes me grief. I don't know if I've ever told you about my stepdaughters. Did we ever talk about mm -hmm. that? No. Uh -uh. Okay. So but they were three when my husband and I met. So okay. up until when they were 18, we were like one big normal family. Mm -hmm. um, they started like not answering. The so the deal was I paid their cell phone bill from sixth grade until when they were 18. Mm -hmm. And 
I would have continued to pay it. My only thing was you have to call the little kids once a week for like five mm-hmm. minutes. Like how long can mm-hmm. a five-year-old talk for? And, right. um, you know, and, and if your father texts you, like text your father back. And they started not doing that. And it kind of became like a power struggle with me and my husband's ex-wife. And I was like, um, I gave three months and I finally shut the phones off. Well, it turned into this thing. I haven't talked to them in 11 years over it. Like, it's it's bad. Like, my Kendall doesn't even know them. Um, and that was, you know... A real uh, something that like I grieved like big time. I, I they were like a huge part of our lives, and I felt like guilt that I shut the phone off, and it caused my husband such grief. And but it's like, at what point do you stop being taken advantage of? So I felt like I had given more than three months' notice. Like, all right, look, guys, if you're not going to do this, like, I'm not going to pay this bill for you. I'm sorry about that. Did I? I. I- I don't know what I did. I don't know my hip. No, I, I think my, my I think my internet went down. I noticed all my bars went out, and so I think it cut out before it switched over to the cell network fast oh, enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was sorry about that. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's so much more that goes into it. Like it, his ex-wife was not the easiest person to get along with, and but mm-hmm. anyway, so the one is getting married in. December. Obviously, she is not inviting my husband. Um, mm-hmm. They've never suffered any kind of loss in their entire life. So, oh. you know, that not even like grandparents. Their grandpa died when they were four. So, like, they don't remember. But, um, so, but they've never lost anyone. So, they can't appreciate, like, you and I can the right. importance of. But I saw her registry last night. So, Two of my daughters, I will not name which ones, Mm -hmm. um, were like, yeah, we should mark everything bought at another location. I was like, you are awful human beings, but that is funny. I I will give you that. But I was going to buy something and send it. And they all got mad at me and told me that I shouldn't. So I I said, well, what do we do? Steve wasn't home. I said, do we tell dad? Like, he's going to be, like, crushed probably that he's not invited to the wedding or because I'm. And I was like, I have to tell him. I can't, like, not tell him that I know when she's getting married. Mm -hmm. So I said something to him. And he said, I he's like, "I, I don't know what you should do. And I said, I. Like, I wonder if it would be, like, a peace offering or if it wouldn't be appreciated or so I'm not sure what to do. I have it in my cart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I you just have so. to go with your gut. Go with your gut and do what feels right to you. I think I'll send it. In that scenario. Yeah. You know. I think the worst that can happen is you hear nothing. True. You know, which then part of me is like, oh, am I going to set my, cause I, I'm pretty good at this point at like blocking that whole like thing out. I'm like, am I going to set mm-hmm. myself up like to be upset if I don't hear from her? Well, I suppose um, you just tell yourself, you know, it, you don't care either way. Okay. That's what you I'll know, do. If, if you're okay with not hearing either way, then do it. Okay. Um, you know, if you're just doing it to try and make sure that they, 
you know, she's aware that you're thinking of her. Great. You know, but just know that nothing may come of it. Okay. You might not hear anything. And if you're okay with that, then go for it. I think I will. I think, yeah, I think I should. I mean, you've gone, you know, this song without any contact. I've I've tried so many times. I think it would be okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've tried so many different ways and levels and it's crazy, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think my youngest might be at the end of her, her time where she can be patient. I'm surprised I haven't had a knock on the door yet. (laughs) I know there's always something for us, right? Absolutely. Well, it was great talking to you and you as thank well. you everyone. And yes, thanks for listening everybody. Until next time, we will be back. Okay, bye guys. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye.